The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Spend my dollar. It's not about what you want. It's about what you're willing to do to get it run it again hello and welcome i'm not going to so quit asking when you give me a hard time for the listeners that didn't get to go this is the payback Alabama wins. what you did last year really doesn't matter our goal is to have the kind of team that nobody wants to play hi hello and welcome to a someone feels old edition of the alabama football podcast jokes aside have we got a treat for you we have the newest, the new newest Alabama beat reporter joining us in interview tonight, Matt Stahl with Alabama.com. And uh, we have a great conversation getting to know Matt a little bit, his background uh, in journalism, as well as sort of his ramp and his approach to uh, uh, to following Alabama. And so this is a phenomenal interview, a great, uh, a great discussion, and someone that uh, Alabama fans, we will enjoy following uh, as the season progresses. So let me pass it off to the interview. Go. Well, welcome back, Tide fans, and have we got a treat for you. We have the Matt Stahl, Alabama.com, the newest beat reporter following the Crimson Tide. Matt, thanks for joining us tonight. Oh, of course. Thanks for having me. Glad to be here. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, we were kidding about sort of the turnover with beat reporters, and uh, we're excited to, excited to have you on. Hey, let's learn a little bit about you. Maybe uh, our, our listeners uh, get to know you a little bit better. You worked for Horse Race Nation uh, out of college, did that uh, for a couple of years. What's it like uh, covering the ponies uh, in a city like Louisville, where there's a lot of uh, interest and excitement around that? Yeah, it was really cool. You know, I graduated college May of 2020, right into the teeth of the pandemic which is not an experience I'd say I'd recommend to anybody. But, uh, you know, it was uh, Brad Stevens who had covered WKU for the local paper when I was there for the student paper and had got a job at Horse Racing Nation called me. It was like, do you know anything about horse racing? I was like, yeah, for sure. <laughs> no, I, I watched the Kentucky Derby almost every year. That's right. <laughs> uh, so I took, took what I could get there, moved to Louisville. And yeah, I mean, I just had a great time. You know, you get a lot of great access in that sport. They kind of just handed me a Churchill Downs barn area pass. And I just show up at, you know, five in the morning, once or twice a week and hang out by the coffee pot and just try to meet as many of the trainers and other folks there as I could. Uh, you know, got to do some really cool stuff, got to cover the Kentucky Derby a few times, uh, a Breeders' Cup over at Keeneland. Uh, and then obviously there was all the stuff that happened with the Bob Baffert Medina Spirit scandal from the 2021 Derby. And uh, I was fortunate that I'd done some news reporting in the past. So I was one of the few people in horse racing media who knew to, like how to navigate the court system right, right. and such. So. Got to do a lot of that, but yeah, it was just a wild time and uh, yeah, experience I'm glad I had. Fantastic. Hey, did you become a, a fan of the brown water uh, from those parts while you were there? 
Yeah, you know that started back in college. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, got a little got a little taste for the for the bourbon, and then, you know, uh, not to spoil anything, but moving to Missouri for the next job. Turns out prices are a whole lot lower there. You spend a whole lot more money on bourbon in right. Kentucky than most other places. So, <laughs> that's right. That's uh, where we all go to, uh, to 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 you know do the trail and and hopefully pick up stuff that we can't find on local markets. So uh, so yeah, they got a sort of a captive audience there, don't they? Yeah, yeah, a little bit. You know, you come to, you come to learn like the thing, like, like you know, I'm not a super snob on it. Like, I think Maker's Mark, just the regular <laughs> bottles, pretty pretty good. Yeah. So, you know, you, you learn to find the stuff that is both reasonable and you know acceptable to the palate. Right, right. Yeah, that makes sense. Hey, last season uh, you were in uh, Columbia covering the Missouri Tigers for the Daily Tribune. Hey, you know, what's your take on uh, Eli Drinkwitz? Uh, you know, at Alabama, we've played him. You know, once a couple of years ago, uh, don't we haven't sort of rotated in in the same circles? Uh, what's your take? Uh, when we probably, as a fan base, don't have a real strong uh, opinion on them one way or the other. Uh, Eli's an interesting sort of character. What's your take on Eli? Educate us a little bit. You know, it's a crucial season for him, I think, because it's year four, and you know, year four in the SEC, you probably should have had a season that's better than five hundred football. And I mean, he really hasn't, which. Uh, has flown at Missouri so far, probably would not fly at a place like Alabama. But yeah, this is the year I think he needs to get it done. You know, Missouri is a weird place just because like, I don't know that they know what the ceiling, like what can Missouri football be as a program? You know, the, they come over from the big 12, a little more than a decade ago now, and they immediately have success, right? They, they go in, they kind of lived through 2012 with so many injuries that sort of unexpectedly win the East in 13 and 14. Mm -hmm. But if you look at it, that was a year like Florida didn't have it together. Tennessee super didn't have it together. Uh, Georgia, like it is still like, like the build was just kind of starting there. So, you know, it was, I, the way I've always compared it is like, if it was like if Missouri was this beautiful, shiny, like revolver that worked perfectly. Meanwhile, the rest of the the East at the time was kind of these nuclear bombs, but they're all just rusted over. Right, right. At, at this point, all the nuclear bombs are pretty functional. So like yeah. what can Mizzou, I think, is like they're somewhat fortunate to be getting out of that division uh, with that just the end of division. But still, it's like weird. Like what can this be in the SEC? And are you ever going to have like just that level of fan. Like, I'm not going to say their fans don't care because they very much do, but it's like, imagine if Alabama, instead of playing Auburn and LSU and all these historic rivals that they built through the years and are built on regional identity and things that people care about. It's like, all right, uh, now Alabama, you're going to play Washington state every year. Right, right, right. But it's something like that where it's like, where, where are the games people care about? So I think Eli Drinkwitz is sort of, just in the middle of that, like he needs to, he needs to win some more games this year. Like I think you'd, Mizzou would be fine seeing him get to eight, and they'd probably be okay if he got to seven, if it was a convincing seven. Yeah. But you know, it's the same as there. It's like, what is that program's identity going to be going forward? I think uh, you know the SEC didn't do any, Missouri any favors putting him in the East, right? Um, no. I'm a I'm a long advocate uh, that uh, you know. Like you said, moving away from divisions, but uh, I was an advocate of I sixty five being the uh, uh, the dividing line, and of course I have a vested interest in that being true. But yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, I, I thought Missouri sort of got a bad rap 
uh, moving into a conference that's new, but then there's, like you said, there's not a true geographic, you know, next state over sort of, uh, sort of. Deal. Absolutely. You know, there's a, there's a great story about Mike Slive when they first got to the SEC, he came and spoke to the Tigers club in Kansas city. And somebody asked him, he's like, Mike, can you explain Texas A&M being in the West and Missouri being put in the East? He goes, yeah. Nope. Nope. <laughs> we had, had to be one, had to be one. Uh, hey, talk about uh, the new gig, your new gig, Alabama.com. Uh, uh, you you start uh, right out of bat two weeks, you know, before media days. Give us a little insider baseball. That how, how did that go down? How did that sort of unfold? That seems if there's a, a, a cycle, a job cycle, uh, that two weeks before media day is a little late in that in that process. How that how did that go down for you? Yeah, you know, I was fortuitous that there was some stuff moving around like right before media days. And, um, you know, I knew I've known Michael Casagrande a long time because we both went to WKU and are both now or and then he was an Alabama beat writer. Now I am. So it's like I'm just the the sequel to Michael Casagrande, I guess, over there. But, you know, they called they called me sometime in May, you know, interviewed couple times maybe i think three times over the computer then you know brought me down did the full interview uh you know put in my two weeks at the tribune because i was uh you know really happy to be a lot closer to home and uh was really tired of being cold all the time right. in Missouri. <laughs> so yeah it just, it just you know it, it worked out all right that way too because you know i, I like staying busy so you know getting dropped sort of just in the middle of the nothing part of the off season, I don't think would have been a whole lot of fun. Right. Well, speaking of keeping busy, uh, man, that's a, that's a great segue. You, you've uh, in, in just the last couple of weeks, you've, you've produced quite a number of articles. I think Wednesday, I, I stopped counting when I got to eight uh, that you had, uh, you had sort of pitched out eight, eight dispatches on, uh, uh, on Wednesday. What's your process for ramping up, right? You, you know, a couple of weeks before media days, you know, getting starting to get familiar with the team, some of the people, uh, some of the storylines that that have been sort of running around, uh, you know, since spring and last fall. How, what's your process for for ramping up and and sort of getting caught up to this information stream that's uh, that's moving full full blast into the season? Yeah, well, you know, it's one of the beauties of Alabama football being such a national brand. They're like when I came to the Missouri B, like I had to figure out like who all the quarterbacks were right. just the, the most basic stuff. Right. Like, you don't as just a college football fan of the sport, I don't think you spend that much time thinking about Missouri, but like Alabama, you're pretty familiar with the storylines right, like right. dating back years. Right. Like they've been, uh, Nick Saban got hired. I was 10 years old. I think, you know, it was like, I've been very aware of the program for years and years and years. But beyond that, you know, uh, just you know, I'm a habitual preview magazine reader, anyways. So you know, reading Phil Steele, reading Athlon, reading Lindy's, all of those. The uh, you know, uh, SP Plus from ESPN, that sort of thing. And then, you know, there's like a there's a lot of people at AL.com who are aware of the team. You know, I talked to Michael Casagrande, Nick Alvarez. You know, the editors there. Yeah, I, I, you know, I'm I'm very much. I don't think I'm going to be like as caught up as a beat writer probably should be for at least like a year, right? Like, sure. I was just starting to think I knew what I was doing on the Mizzou beat when I left. Right. But you know, I'm, I'm trying my best, and so it's, it's a whole lot of 
just <laughs> reading everything you can find. Right. How do you how do you produce? I, I said eight. I counted eight and and the day wasn't done yet. So you may have produced more. How do you produce that many uh, articles in a day? How many how do you get that many sort of dispatches out? Are there some that are pre-written or partially pre-written and you're filling filling in blanks, you know, based on how media day day unfolds? How, how, how do you do that? Well, I mean, for a lot of it, it's just sitting there. And I mean, <clears throat> it's nothing. It, it, uh, my what I found from media days just of experience is like nobody is reading like the 1300 word deep dive feature that you've written on one of the players media day. So like the thing to do is save a bunch of the player, like the really good stuff and sort of hold it in your back pocket, like throw it out in a feature in the season. Once you have time to make 10 more calls on them or something, do the really deep stuff then. So a lot of it is just, it's all pretty quick, but yeah, there's some of it pre-written. You know, I wrote a story about Nick Saban not saying a whole lot on the Alabama quarterbacks, yeah. and the lead to that was written the night before. Right? Okay, like, okay. You, you can pretty well tell, like Nick Saban is not going to say a whole lot. Like he's not going to name his starting quarterback at SEC Media Day. Right. Like, I think I think a lot of did, people could have written that one, right? <laughs> yeah. He's if not coming. He off did that. like I was willing to be wrong on that one. Like, <laughs> right. come out, like oh yeah, Tyler Buckner. That's, <laughs> yeah. you know, I'll take the, I'll take the hit there. Fine. There you go. Let, there you go. I'm with you. I'm with you. Know, you. That one, the, so that one I got out before he was done speaking nice. at the podium. But beyond that, you know, I, I, I come in with a bunch of ideas, like story ideas have never been like a problem for me. And, you know, I can, I can write pretty fast and have done this enough through the years. Yeah. To, I can come up with a coherent narrative pretty quickly at this point. Cool, cool. I like that. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. You know, you've covered uh, Media Days. Uh, I guess you covered Media Days for Missouri last year. So, you know, a couple years in a row, two different teams. What's something What's something behind the scenes at Media Days? All the fans, it's sort of the, the, the kickoff for this season excitement, right? Uh, and and so, what's something maybe behind the scenes or unexpected? I don't know. What's what's some something that goes on at uh, media days that maybe um, you know your readers may not be fully versed in or aware of? Hmm. Well, uh, I think well, one of the things, and you can read uh, Michael had a great column on this at al.com, just about how much the younger writers enjoy it more than the ones who've been there you know, <laughs> more than ten times. Whatever, because like to me, and you know, I got I got a lot of friends who are also young writers in the SEC. That's kind of just the way it works out. Like, you know, we're all just running around Nashville, having a great time, right. <laughs> seeing our friends or whatever. But I think at, at a certain point, and this is this is probably it. Like, there's not a whole lot of like real unique in-depth journalism going on at this event right you know especially you'll hear the story from like older writers in the sec too about you know they used to have like the sky riders tour thing where the all the sec riders would get on a plane and fly city to city and uh get you know full access to every player and right, all that. Right. there's none of that like none of that. you get to your guy on the podium and in the electronic media room where like you know they 
I, I guess they that's where most of the TV footage comes from. I'm in that room, but and you get the players on the podium, and sometimes they'll they'll be a lot more interesting than the coaches generally. But yeah, maybe maybe yeah, maybe it's just that the I guess the people's passion for the event wanes through the years. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Hey, talk about, you know, AL.com is, uh, uh, there's a number of writers. You've mentioned, you know, some of them and uh, Nick Alvarez and Mark Heim and, and Craig Stevenson. You go, you go through and like, what's the inventory of articles that have, that have come up. And it's, it's a, there's a long, a, a pretty significant list of, uh, you know, of writers, you know, which is great. That's a great sort of resource that you would have. It's also maybe competition for articles or, or topics. How, now you're the new guy, so you get to pick whichever article you want. I'm sure that's, that's how it works. <laughs> But uh, how do you guys allocate or what do you how do you divvy? Because it is Alabama football. So it's not like there's an entertainment section and a sports section and a business section and a fashion, whatever, where you allocate that way. How do you allocate or distribute stories uh, within so many writers across what at the end of the day is something of of a narrow beat? Sure. Well, most of the Alabama stuff goes like it'll, it'll start out with me and Nick Alvarez. Right. And like the like stuff that's direct. You know, we're there from coaches, players, et cetera, is generally for me and Nick. And, you know, we we knew each other a little bit before I started on the beat. So, you know, we get along pretty well and just, hey, you take this, I'll take that. Normally there's enough stuff that neither of us are just sitting there doing nothing. So it's just, at, at media days, we were literally just sitting there like, like drafting stories that we were going to work on off right. of a notepad. But then, you know, there's, there'll be stuff like, you know, uh, Mark Heim and, you know, Craig Stevenson and um, uh, Mark and that, like a lot of those guys, they're really good at grabbing, you know, if Nick Saban goes on SEC Network, like obviously we're not going to be the ones to see that. So it's very helpful to have some people kind of behind the scenes sitting there who can write that up or, if, you know, Paul Feinbaum says something, uh, then, you know, uh, Michael Castagrande is so good at finding the unique angles. It really, right. like nobody takes like the stories he's working on because like nobody else can think of that angle for a <laughs> right. story. And then obviously, you know, uh, Joe Goodman, whoever else are writing columns and can like, you know, that's a very different thing than what yeah, the yeah. rest of us are working on. No, that's cool. That's cool. You maybe hinted at this uh, a, a little bit, but what's your approach, you know, to, to content creation? You know, there's the different article types, right? Game recaps, interview recaps, you know, there's feature articles, you know, all sort of different flavors or, or lanes that articles come in. You know, you introduced a couple really nice feature articles that you had done at Missouri, uh, one on the quarterback, one on the running back, and then like a, a profile of some of the coaches. What's what's sort of your preferred article type and sort of what's your approach for over the course of a, of a season, uh, sort of mapping out the the types of articles that, that you're looking to put out? Sure. Well, in Missouri, uh, we were still running print editions. And for some reason, we were still running a football special section on game days, which was difficult to fill because uh, there was just me and my sports editor there. Right. <laughs> so we were kind of flying by the seat of our pants every week on that one. But yeah, you know, I love that sort of long newspaper link feature story. And the ones you talked about, you know, I just, I always try to make a, when you're in an area where some beat writers have been established, like you can sort of figure out what the calls everybody's going to make are. And I love to like, all right, what can I do beyond that? Like whose mom can I call? Whose youth football coach can I call? Um, Can I drive 
down the road to St. Louis to try the nachos named after the starting quarterback, like that sort of deal. Like what's the, what's, how do you expand the circle a little bit and, you know, get that little extra thing for your readers and beyond that, like, you know, because that's not like those deep articles are not always the biggest page view drivers, even if they're more of, they start more conversations, I think, than a lot of stuff. It's like, all right, how do I manage my time properly to like, I mean, what what people want from a beat writer hasn't actually changed that much in the digital world. Like they want to know, you know, who's injured, uh, who's starting at quarterback. Like they want the basic information. So how do I best manage my time to give people the information that they want while also find, you know, finding the time to do weird stuff, make, uh, make the extra phone call, you know, write the, write the big feature. I think I wrote a 1900 word punter feature last year, which uh, ill-advised if you actually like, like if your editors uh, exist really, like they were, I, we just at the, at the Tribune, we could kind of get away with some stuff. Right, given right. That we were just way out there in the network, but yeah, it's, just, it's all about managing your time. I think. No, that's fair. You know, there's, there's a little bit of, you know, perfunctory articles, you know, there's going to be a game recap, right. And, and yeah. every sort of outlet's going to have one uh, and, and they can be different and unique, but they're pretty, you know, you've read one, you've almost read all of them, but I've, I'm always a fan of that, that extra article that that's something that's different or a different spin or a different personality applied to even a, a you know, a perfunctory type, art, type article. And so I'm look, definitely looking forward to, you know, to s- sort of learning more about your flavor and, and uh, the articles that, uh, that you put out. So that, that should be really, really exciting. Is there anything uh, just, just between me and you, no one else is going to hear this. Is there any, is there anything that uh, that's sort of in the pipeline or anything that you can tease uh, that's uh, that may be coming up? No, not yet. Um, I'm uh, I still have yet to finish the move to Tuscaloosa. But once I do that, like uh, very end of July slash very beginning of August, that's when I'll really get down. You know, I, I like to, I'll, uh, some, some I kind of like to do is go take a campus tour. Yeah. Like and it's, it's, it sounds weird, right. But like, go see if you can take the campus tour that like they give 18 year olds who are picking a college out and just listen to it with some fresh ears. Right. Yeah. Because, you know, as you're in a place and you're like, you know, you do your time as a beat writer, you sort of get used to the rhythms of things. And there are certain really interesting things at times that sort of just get lost. Right. Because you don't have the fresh eyes. So I think uh, just coming in and there's a, there's a lot of new, Bama beat writers all coming in at the same time. I think it's going to be fun. Right. Having some fresh eyes on the old stuff. I think it's going to be uh, part of it here early on. Is there uh, is, you know, you, you mentioned some of the new uh, Alabama uh, beat reporters. Is the, is there a pool on who gets Saban to first? No, no, there's not. Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't, <laughs> that's gonna be tough you know I've, I've had several people text me like hey man you gotta send video the first time that happened <laughs> but no there's not there's not a pool bet yet i think we're all just excited to get there and get started yeah well you know ask him about death charts he likes that injury updates yeah injury updates and uh you know but what's what's the date that he has uh in mind by which he's going to name a starting quarterback i think that that'll yeah. that'll that'll take care of it yeah is it important to get the young guys in against Middle Tennessee State? Yeah, that's right, exactly. You know, I mean, all the all the all the stuff, right? You know the bingo card, right? You know, it's just, uh, just sort of watched enough of these on YouTube through the years. <laughs> that's right. 
Hey, talk about um, um, how can our listeners uh, follow you? How can how can they uh, follow your stuff? Sort of connect with you. Uh, how's the best way to to follow Matt Stall? Sure, uh, Matt Stall nine seven on Twitter. That's M A T T S T A H L number nine number seven on Twitter. Yeah, and just you know, read the articles over at al.com. Like you mentioned, there's a I work pretty quickly, so there's a there's a pretty good selection over there already, right. and that'll continue to be the case. There are, there are. I ran through them, and uh, it uh, opened up to all those tabs, and it was quite a number uh, of articles. All good stuff. We really appreciate uh, what you're doing there. You know, as you know, Alabama fans take this serious, and so uh, I want to say, hey, welcome to the beat, welcome to the family. In a in a sense, we're all rooting for you. And uh, looking forward to uh, to reading your stuff. Hey, open invitation here. If there's anything that we can do for you, we'd love to have you back on the show, uh, maybe at some point during the season. But uh, if there's anything that we can do to support you guys or promote your work, we're more than happy to do that. Matt, thanks for joining us today. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Been a blast. All right, take care. And fans, that's Matt Stahl. Check out his work. And we're back. What I tell you, that was a pretty good uh, interview. Really enjoyed talking to Matt, getting to know him a little bit, a little bit of uh, his background in journalism and uh, what the excitement and energy that he brings to following Alabama. He has been putting out a tremendous number uh, of articles, and I imagine that his productivity is only going to continue. And as he becomes more and more sort of versed and entrenched in the beat, that uh, his content is going to continue to be really, really good. So reach out to Matt, drop him a note, tell him where you've found out about him uh, here on the podcast, and uh, certainly follow his work on AL.com. They have uh, just a a whole sort of collection of writers, and uh, they generally put out some some really good stuff. One of my go-to sources for uh, following Alabama just on a day-over-day basis, especially during the season. So add Matt uh, to your repertoire, uh, follow him on the Twitters and uh, the other uh, other devices. I think he's going to have some really good content uh, for us as the season unfolds. With that, this has been another edition of the Alabama Football Podcast. Say it with me, Roll Tide. Thanks for listening to the Alabama Football Podcast. We love that you're tuned in and hope that you enjoyed the show. We encourage you to reach out and let us know what you like, where we can improve, or just to shout out a roll tide. We are where you are. iTunes, Facebook, Twitter, email newsletters, t-shirts, free roster downloads, and of course, on the web at alabamafootballpodcast.com. Check us out where you'll find easy links to your favorite way to follow the tide. Got that, Coach? Of course. Roll Tide. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.